0: Phase two, the
1: reality. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger.
0: And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships.
1: And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections.
0: Welcome to our podcast, designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. So this is phase two, the reality, the reality of blending a family
1: sinks in <laughs> no more dreaming now no more the dreaming. reality is here
0: <laughs> and this is like when we did the seven stages of relationships it's yeah. that discovery isn't it yeah it's that realization that oh it's not always going to be wonderful no. all the time yeah it might not be wonderful most of the time <laughs> it could be really really hard
1: it could be really hard work that can be rewarding too
0: so when the reality kicks in back what What sort of things happen, do you think?
1: I think what happens is that people realize all these emotions come up for them. They realize that this is their new reality. Jealousy might come up, resentment, confusion. You might start questioning your own parenting or their parenting, inadequacies. All those motions come up at this stage. Wonder whether you've made the right decision for everyone. Yeah. That kind of thing. I, I one, actually remember it? us going through this phase. Yeah. I remember we going on one really early morning walk and you saying, I just don't know if I've done this too quickly for the girls. And I reckon it was that reality phase where you were just like, oh, I don't know if this is, we've what done the, the right hell? thing. <laughs>
0: Is this actually happening at the right time? Yeah. Is this the right thing? Is there
1: ever a right time, though? Is there ever a right time? I don't know, but... But it, there's never a wrong time either.
0: I think it was actually, there was a point where there was so much going on in the house. It just seemed like it was never quiet. It was never peaceful. It was never easy. It was just lots of people, lots of things going on. And I think it was starting to do my head in because all of a sudden I am like surrounded by people.
1: And you had to change some routines too. Like, I think myself and the boys had changed routines. Routines earlier than you. So like I was with the boy's dad four years before that. Change was fresher for us. Mm. Whereas I think you guys had been in your life together for so long mm. that yeah, it was I a lose. bigger change for you guys yeah. in some ways. Yeah,
0: we're in that bubble. I think it was also the fact that because everything was so uncertain at the time, we'd lost a lot of work from COVID and we're trying to work out. It's like, oh, my goodness, you know, where's the money coming from? And mm. now I've got to feed six people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of people, pressure. Mm. There's a lot more
0: pressure. It was probably rather than, oh, I don't think the girls might be ready for this. But I think it was maybe me going, oh, my God, maybe I'm not ready for this. Maybe I didn't think this through. (laughs) Maybe I should have given this more thought. You know, in my head, it was just like, oh, yeah, I want to live with Beck. I want you in my life. I want you in my house. I want you in my bed. I want us to be together all the time. That makes sense. And there's like, oh, hang on.
1: The six personalities to take into account. Actually,
0: everybody's in. It's not. It's it's one in, all in. (laughs) <laughs> and this new reality is just like the discovery phase of a relationship where you do see all the problems and all the pits that you might not you might have overlooked before, mm. you might have glossed over.
1: Mm.
0: Now they're really clear.
1: All the negative emotions start to come up. Did you find that happened to you?
0: Yeah, I was finding myself frustrated. Mm. You know, like you said, not knowing whether this is the right idea mm. and then also feeling there's a bit of a sadness for the old way mm. in some ways. It's like, oh, I remember things were a bit easier when there was like this and this, even if that wasn't true. It's like in hindsight, mm. everything looks a little bit glossy and, and shiny, but maybe there was that looking into the past. Mm. idealizing what happened, as well as looking into this uncertain future and going, whoa, is this going to actually work? How are we all going to make this work? How is this going to happen?
1: Mm.
0: How about for you? Go and say it.
1: Oh, I reckon I had all the feelings.
0: Yeah, tell me about yeah. all the feelings.
1: Oh, God, where do I start? <laughs> the reality of going, yeah, two teenage girls, that would be easy to take on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> tell t- t- like it is. Tell us about the emotions of taking on two teenage girls in your life.
1: <laughs> well, anyone out there would know that's a little bit more complex.
0: It does seem that girls, teenage girls, are a little bit more complex than teenage boys.
1: Teenage boys are a little bit simple. So yeah, I got all the feelings. Every feeling I reckon that you possibly mentioned came up for me. But I think the good thing is we spoke about them. And I think this is really good for people to hear that it's normal to go through these phases and it just might help people navigate them a little bit better. To go, oh, this is normal for me to feel jealous or inadequate or confusion or doubt Mm. all these emotions that have come up that's a normal part of these phases
0: because we talked about this a lot and where each of us were sitting with it and what was happening and how we're coping with it that helps actually just process it for us because we've got to stay strong in it this is the hardest thing i think is that you brought these families together and we want everyone to be happy, but they're not going to always be happy. We've got to work together to make sure that we are good, that we're strong, and if we are strong together and we can hold it together and we can work through this and we can support the kids Mm. to do that as well.
1: Do you think any of the kids went through any of these strong negative feelings like jealousy, resentment, confusion...
0: Yeah, I think they definitely did. All of them? Not all of the kids. I think they would have had different levels depending on the child. Like I think the younger ones who might have been more used to us being there all the time for them – Then that changed because then all of a sudden, you know, our partner's in the house and, Mm. you know, there's somebody else there. So, I feel like- there's other
1: kids, you know. There's
0: other kids, yeah. Mm. So, it's not just them where they were the baby and get fussed over a little bit more in that Mm. space. And I think there might've been some jealousy there, maybe Mm. some resentment. There might've been some sadness for the way things were as well as some fear about what's going to happen. Mm. Confusion about the whole thing because all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, this is a new way of living Mm. these are not new people i've met these people Mm. but now we live together oh that's different so i think they would have felt all those and maybe this is a time where you as a family have to come together and actually speak to these Mm. and we've spoken with ours about that
1: i do remember we did this once do you remember i got a glass and i sat them all down and I used it as an illustration to show that we have enough love for everybody, not just one or two.
0: Mm, such a teacher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I did it kind of in a fun way. I was like, oh, I love, you know, Noah this much. And I poured like half the glass and I was like, I love and this much. And I poured like the next half. And then I was like, oh, and I love yes." Oh, there's not enough and it's overflowing. <laughs> And I said, but that's not how it works. It's not like a cup that's full. We have enough love for everybody. Hmm. Because the youngest one was having a little bit of issues, I think, feeling like there was not enough love. Or just because you love one person, you don't love that person anymore.
0: Yeah, and it's important to speak to this with kids at all ages for them to be part of that conversation. I don't remember my mum really having that conversation with me when we all moved in together. It was Hmm. sort of like, oh... We're leaving this house, and we're moving in with your stepfather and his girls. But that's what
1: parents did back then. There was no, "Hey, how do you feel? This is what we're doing." It was, "This is what we're doing."
0: Deal <laughs> with it. I know. We do. We probably, probably, <laughs> we probably do a lot more talking to try to ease. Maybe we things.
1: do. Maybe we're maybe making. We maybe do. we're
0: making kids less resilient. By giving them more choices and yeah. more discussions. Instead
1: of going, hey, you'll be fine. This is what we're doing and you'll deal with it.
0: <laughs> you'll be good like that because you're just like, yeah, get over it. You're not going to die. I love that. You're always like, you're not going to die. Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just move on. I'm probably a bit more like, okay, come on, everyone. Oh, I feel bad. Oh.
1: Sometimes do the in the past thing a little bit. And I think that might be where the youngest one gets that from. And people do, do that. They're a bit more sentimental.
0: Mm, I'm definitely a lot more sentimental than you are. So there is looking into the past. There's also looking in the future and wondering how that's going to look. And I guess we had an idea of what that would look like. But when you deepen the reality mm-hmm. of it, It's hard to look into the future. It
1: is. And that's why I always like that saying, you know, the past is gone, the future is not here, but be in the present.
0: With that presence and awareness of what's actually happening and the dynamics that's going on and being able to speak to that and have conversations about that, Hmm. that's definitely going to ease the reality.
1: Yeah, and I think it's letting them – feel heard so they're heard yeah we, we hear you're feeling like this and but okay. at some point you're going to have to deal with those emotions and work out how to navigate them this situation is not going to change because you feel like that
0: yeah <laughs> this is not going to you just stop yeah. because you're not ready because I think
1: sometimes that's a mistake too we can feel really guilty as parents and almost let the kids have too much say and go oh oh no we need to change this back or we need to do this because my kid doesn't like it and in reality they will get used to it Mm. Kids are pretty tough. They are resilient. They're made to cope with change.
0: Well, we as a species are made to cope with change. So we're supposed to be We don't always. some
1: don't like it much.
0: That's okay. It's not going to kill you. Change is not in itself bad. Mm. It's a process. It's difficult. It can be more difficult depending on how you deal with it or less difficult.
1: And there's growth in that. Any change is growth. And I really felt it did grow the two youngest ones up really quick in a good way because i felt like they were the little ones that the whole world did revolve around Mm. and so that's a really good thing that it's taught them to be a little bit more balanced thanks for listening please join us next time for
0: phase three the tension
1: thanks for listening please subscribe and follow us
0: and check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com
1: bye for now see ya